Welcome to Onward, the show where we explore emerging social innovations and chat with social innovators. I'm your host, Daniel Weinsberg. I just downloaded another damn communication application. So now I've got WhatsApp, Telegram, Messenger, text messaging, Facebook, Slack, Instagram, Twitter, and I think I've got a few more in there. That's right, WeChat. And I know there are many more out there. I mean, this is ridiculous. We have more communication tools than ever before, yet our ability to communicate with one another seems to be deteriorating. Is it the medium or the message that's becoming harder to navigate? Globally, I mean, we are more connected and thus more aware. And it's incredible. I mean, communication tools like Twitter have literally helped launch revolutions around the globe. And at the same time, on Twitter, we are seeing this toxic environment where ideologues, bullies, and the self-righteous run rampant as they trample on one another, spitting vitriol and saying things that they would never, ever say to another person's face. And it's not just on Twitter, it's across all the different platforms. Nationally, I've been seeing friends and families tearing each other apart over simple policy stances and belief systems that the other adheres to. I've dined with these people, and two years later, I witnessed them disregard, disrespect, disengage, and disintegrate their relationships they have with each other over an online spat. From my experience and training, I know that Communication is paramount in our ability to solve and resolve our problems. And here I am looking around, seeing a growing inability to communicate in a generative, productive manner while the complexity levels of the problems we face grow by the day. Now, surely social media and all the different apps we have to engage in these social platforms are part of the problem. You know, it's the medium. If I have 140 characters to make my point, I'm going to edit out nuance. If the message has a chance of going viral, then I need to opt for bombasticness instead of diplomacy. As we sit here and we're witnessing the early stages of social media regulation, we're seeing the rise of alternative communications platforms that cater to the deep-platformed audiences. This is only serving to further entrench the silos and echo chambers that the fan, the flames of partisanship, ideologies that inhibit our ability to communicate. And it's in the midst of this worrisome trend that I met Anthony Law, the founder of Gager. Anthony and his team are working to evolve the social media experience beyond the binary, past the troll, and get us back to a place of healthy communication interpersonally professionally, and globally. You're working on an interesting project. Social media is everywhere now. It drives so much of our conversation, but it's not the most healthy conversation. So can you tell us a little bit about your project and how you're hoping to sh- it shifts the social media interactions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my company is called Gager, uh, G-A-U-G-R. 
and we've taken the like button basically and we've evolved it into a more comprehensive feedback tool or an engagement tool for social media uh, and across the web in general. Uh, basically, it's the like button turned into a digital version of what is visually recognized as a gas gauge and attached to that gauge is four categories um, that change based on the industry that the tool is in and it allows the uh, end user to slide their finger across this um, horizontal category uh, and give feedback based on the um, the metrics or the statements or the questions that are placed inside of that gauge. Okay, so you're taking the like button, which is like this binary yes or no, right. and you're turning into, now it's got four different categories? Yeah, so um, it's got four categories. So you press this gauge button, press this button that says gauge it, that would be attached to any piece of content. And so then, like YouTube, Facebook? Instagram, Twitter, okay. uh, a restaurant, a car lot, any small business, any sized business that has a website or an application, mm -hmm. um, you could attach this tool to um, replace or to coexist with the like button, e either one, that's up to the company. But it allows, one of our s trademark slogans is swipe, don't type. Um, because we recognize that typing's kind of tedious. Uh, it also can get a little misconstrued um, with you know, language is just hard to take over text. Yeah. But if you if you combine engagement and this binary thing together, then it can kind of get a little more fluid. And that's what we hope that we did with the, the visual of the gauge because it, it literally looks like a digital gas gauge that has a score attached to it. Uh, that And you create that score by swiping your finger across the categories that have whatever the company wants inside of them. It could mm -hmm. be a statement. It could be a question. Um, currently, we have it launched into a music app um, that we created ourselves, and so the categories are like lyrics, production, chorus, hit potential for the songs, for example. Okay. And so, um, if you took that example to a restaurant, the categories may be like price, ambiance, service, and location, and you'd be able to just slide your fingers across those uh, using a score from zero to one hundred in each category, and then those four categories would accumulate an overall score that would tell the people in detail um, about that product or that company. And so why is it important that we evolve the like button to something more specific? Well, right now, like if we use Facebook as an example, if you like something, you click the like button, and what does that tell you? That you liked it. But how much did you like it? What if there was a part you didn't like about it? Do you, does the consumer still click the like button? And if you don't like it, what do you do? You just scroll past it, which is not productive at all for the individual or the company who posted the content. So we felt it was more comprehensive to have a tool that was engaging, hence the name, Gager. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, evolving the like button, it, it was an inevitable situation. You know, I think all of us at some point have been like, I wish there was a dislike. I wish there was right. a kind of like. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of went into our creative space and, and figured that this would be something that people could understand. And the artists who are on the receiving end of now this more uh, specific feedback, what are you hearing from them? Do they, do they like the feedback? Is it like, these people don't know uh, my industry or my art? What's their reaction? Well, artists are giving us a lot of positive feedback because if we use music as an example, um, artists want feedback. That's why they're putting their music out because they want a reaction or mm -hmm. f otherwise known as feedback. Some people don't like the music, so they don't buy it. 
Netflix. So yeah. some people like it and they buy it. Some people kind of like it, so they stream it or download it illegally, but don't buy it. So what we're hearing from the artists is it's a way that they're getting constructive criticism without it coming across as being harsh. Uh, another one of our slogans is we're not hating, we're just gauging. And so it's like, if I loved your production, but I didn't like your lyrics, it comes across a little more constructive and a little more you yeah. know, cordial that I just slide a number bar that said 89 for the production, but 27 for your lyrics. So it's like, I kind of like your lyrics, but how do you say that in a text or in a paragraph? It comes across like, I don't like your lyrics because... But if I just see a score, it just lets me know that you enjoyed something I said, but not everything. Yeah. It feels like we're at this day and age where there's so much uh, vitriol, so much hate on social media. Partly, as I understand, it's part of the uh, the medium. Like yep. Twitter, you've got 140, whatever, 240 characters to engage. Right. So, and uh, like the YouTube comment section, you go onto any video, regardless of how great any quality is, and it's all trolls, it's all haters. Absolutely. So, th do you think a tool like yours helps evolve these mediums? Which... That's what. That's what we were thinking. Is that you know, because you can. We also allow comments, so mm -hmm. it's not. You don't just have to swipe the gauge, but you you have to swipe the gauge. You can comment if you want, but what we're finding on the music platform that we created. A lot of people don't comment after they gauge because the score speaks for itself because yeah. the categories are labeled so you know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, a, it's something we call a micro conversation. So it allows you to expand more. If you want to type in the comments, hey, I gave you a 33% in this category because of this and a 70 in this. Or if not, you just want to let it speak for yourself. It yeah. kind of allows this conversation that could be perceived as butting heads or trolling as just a constructive piece of binary criticism. And mm -hmm. we're hoping uh, and we're seeing on the music platform that we don't see a lot of arguments in our comment feeds. You know, if somebody gets a really low score, the artist says, thank you, I'll work on what you, like I'll work on your gauge. And yeah. so that's, we appreciate, you know, changing that culture. And so what, what are some other things that you're seeing, that you're witnessing, experiencing, that's helping kind of change the culture of social media right now? As far as other platforms or just like what's going on in, in Platforms, well? trends. Well, to be honest, you know, and, and not to toot our own horn, but I'm seeing us. I'm seeing yeah. Gager scale um, into other verticals. We're, we're getting a lot of really good feedback um, from other industries. The restaurant industry is, is extremely interested in it. Um, we're now talking to some political figures about having it be a political debate gauge or a community engagement gauge. So like I'm seeing our tool, um, you know, change the, uh, the, the landscape of this culture that sometimes is abrasive, sometimes is non-responsive. Um, and you know, that was, that was part of the heart of the reason why me and my, my partners created this. Yeah, so, so back it up. You seem like a, a successful dude. You could be probably doing a lot of different things. Why are you working on this project? Why are you trying to solve this problem? Um, so years ago, <clears throat> I was into music event production, and I got into music management. Um, and there was an artist that we were dealing with that um, ended up getting an, a record deal with Interscope Records. And this is at the end of the MySpace era, right before Facebook. And so we all go down to sign this contract, and we noticed that the A&Rs and the record label executives were searching through his MySpace page, his new Facebook page, looking at his comments, looking at his shares, looking at all of these just scattered data points. Uh -huh. 
And it ended up affecting the way that they signed him because they didn't have a clear, concise reason to why he was popular. And so they were looking at like, oh, he got shared this much, but did they share it because they liked it or because they hate it? Well, read the comments. Well, it's hard to decipher comments because people are like talking back and forth and how, you know, we, we don't really know their opinions, they're just statements. And so when I saw that in music, I thought this is probably a, uh, you know, a problem in other industries as well. And then my brothers and I, um, shout out Will Cunningham and Gary Archer, um, we got together and we just started powwowing and brainstorming about is that a problem in all industries and we thought very quickly well yeah i mean don't we all go to a restaurant and sit around the table and talk about what our experience was and until yelp came around what did we do and then as soon as yelp came around what did we do and it was still scattered information though mm -hmm. it still wasn't concise and um you know, coming from somebody who prides myself on language and communication, you know, I wanted to, once I really got into to this project, I, w I really wanted to hone in on how to, how to have communication be more precise, you know, less aggressive, but to the point and honest as well. It's okay to be all of those things and not have a problem. You know, we're just sharing information. Yeah. And that's something that really struck me when I first heard about your project, that it's a way to interact online in a constructive manner. It's generative. It's not this uh, polarizing situation that we seem to have infecting every different corner of Correct. our lives here. Correct. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about how you envision this being used in the uh, community engagement setting. Well, one of the things that we're talking to some government uh, officials about now is having this go on a city website uh, and creating an app for the city <coughs> that um, replaces the like button or coexists with the like button as an engagement tool. So um, let's say we're at a live city council meeting and instead of 75 people raising their hands or shouting or not really getting their point across, yeah. there could be an app that everybody downloads and you come into the meeting and as the topics are being discussed, you're just sliding your fingers across the topic statements. And so then the city council is sitting on the board and they're just looking at the app and everybody has a username inside of the app. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing everybody's opinion right now in real time. So now all 75 people in this city council meeting can have their opinion seen. There's no need to raise everybody's hand and shout and yell and scream. Right. So that was one application. You know, another one is um, for them, uh, uh, you know, an internal resource tool. You know, what if the police department needs to communicate with each other about service? How easy would it be for an anonymous police officer that keeps, that keeps their profile anonymous to cross that blue line and gauge one of their partners about misconduct in the field? Mm -hmm. Now they don't have to go to the chief. They don't have to have you know, this public-facing role of, 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 of you know, crossing that blue line, but they can still honestly do it in a secure manner. Um, city projects, you know, you could have you know, the citizens of any city be able to gauge, you know, do you want this shopping center here? Why? And the city could label their statements and label their gauges as questions. And then the way that our system captures analytics on the background is super valuable for the city because they're getting the most valuable thing they're getting is the opinion. But if you take the opinion, which is what those categories and the overall gauge tool together are, and you combine them with conventional analytics, 
age, race, culture, so on and so forth, you get a very, very clear picture of not only who is doing the thinking, but what they're thinking about. And then the city officials can make more informed decisions. It's like a way to get to know their their citizens you know, yeah. more in depth. And the whole uh, construct of the gauge just seems so so brilliant because the whatever we're facing, whether it's like some development issue or some issue in front of the city council or the music that we're listening to, it's not as simple as yes or no. Right. I mean, there's there's variance, there's degrees to which right. we want some of this development, right. but, but some I, of it, some no. of it I don't. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we want these kind of uses, but not these. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, really inspired about what you guys are doing. Appreciate it. When you when you're looking at these different social media platforms, um, and your 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 solutions really geared at that, in my understanding, what's the elephant in the room that's going to help that needs to be addressed before we can shift the conversation? Well, the elephant in the room that needs to be addressed is just the understanding that there was a need for the evolution of the way we engage online. There is limits to how we engage. Like you said, 140 characters. On, on Twitter, a binary uh, thumb on Facebook, yeah. a less than binary heart on Instagram, and um, you know all these other platforms. So the elephant in the room, I think, is the other platforms and other power players in the space, you know, admitting what they can hear whispered throughout, you know, uh, the social media world that there people we've been waiting for an evolution, um, you know, of the way we communicate online, and um, now it's here. <laughs> are, are there other cultural communication trends that are kind of giving you hope that maybe you're riding a wave, maybe there's some more momentum behind this at a larger scale? The, 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 my main motivation, to be honest, is um, interpersonal dealings in my life with communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had very polarizing both on the positive and the negative side of the spectrum uh, communicative problems and communicative you know points and scores in my own personal world so I would say if anything influences me um, you know to push the project forward it's how I, I see how my own communication uh, affects people in a very deep manner um, and how sometimes when I'm abrasive I'm not getting my true point across and sometimes when I'm you know binary I'm not telling the whole, scope and sometimes when I just don't respond at all I'm not even expressing what's actually in my heart and so I see the tool as like a you know a personification of how I want to communicate myself and that's probably what inspires me the most is like how to perfect my own communication Mm -hmm. and there's variant degrees to a conversation you know four categories if you wish if you will to engage with an individual and so I kind of you know take that personification and, and, and use it as inspiration to like develop better ways to communicate online for the masses. And your personal journey towards becoming a, a more effective communicator, what's been some of the more powerful tools, lessons that have helped you evolve to this place? I mean, I'm sitting here and I've noticed you haven't said, um, there's no non-words, like you are a really good communicator. How'd you get to this point? I think I became you know, a productive communicator by being an unproductive communicator for so long, um, you know, and analyzing why I was an unproductive communicator. Once I would see the effects of 
my non-productive communication, you know, if it was I was being abrasive and I hurt someone, or if I was being overly confident and coming across as non-genuine, mm-hmm. seeing how those affected individuals, you know, touched me in a very particular way. So, you know, I analyzed, which is why we're a data analytics company in the background, why I was affecting um, in a non-communicative way why I'm affecting in an overly confident way. What are the motivating factors behind how I'm communicating at each given point? And just like on social media or on our platform, there's reasons. Is it attached to the content? Well, if I'm in a particular situation, I'm responding a certain way. And just like if you're looking at a video, you respond different than you're looking at a picture or listening to a song. So yeah, just just analyzing my own situations and, mm-hmm. and keeping them close to my heart. So for uh, trying to tie this back to social media now, so those of us trying to uh, promote and engage in more constructive, healthy forms of online communication, what's some advice you have for us? My best advice to communicate in a a healthier manner would be to be direct, Um, be genuine, don't be scared of your opinion, Think poignantly before you respond. It's always better to listen for a little bit before you give that response. I noticed in my own experiences, oftentimes I was listening to respond and not listening to take in the information. So when we're online, take it all in, or when we're in person in general, take it all in. Give yourself four or five breaths before you say something so you can say what what you really mean allow yourself to process it that would be my, my biggest yeah. piece of advice process what you take in and then respond rather than react i love it man well i, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down here with me today to spell out your your personal journey and how this informed this awesome tool you're promoting before you go any any last words calls to action my calls to action would just be everybody Follow us on Instagram at, at Gager, G-A-U-G-R underscore. Same thing on Twitter, at G-A-U-G-R underscore. On Facebook, G-A-U-G-R dot com. We're going to be launching our API tool. So anybody with a small business out there, here within the next couple of weeks, you're going to be able to take the tool and put it on your own site, make up your own categories, your own statements, figure out what kind of analytics you want. So the call to action would just be follow us online, follow the movement, currently download the music app, whether you're a fan or a DJ or an artist or an executive, and then just stay tuned in with us. We've got a lot of exciting things coming. We're talking to some really big companies, and I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see this on some of the larger platforms here shortly. My last call to action would be don't just like it, gauge it. The world needs this. We need better ways to communicate in person, online, and the work you're doing is helping us get there. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. While Gager might seem like an incremental solution, I think it's actually just the sort of approach we need. It's not a radical departure from our current state of affairs, but a minor improvement that incentivizes behavioral improvements. This current communication paradigm is something we all have a role in. It is affecting and we affect it in every part of our culture. 
We need to begin talking to one another, listening to one another, and collaborating with each other if we're going to solve the quagmires of climate change, nuclear rearmament, the race relations, AI housing, and the dozens of other scourges we face. So I encourage you to keep an eye on Gager, and let me know the other tools, analog, digital, whatever, that are helping you evolve your conversations from cantankerous, condescending, and or convoluted to collaborative, compassionate, and constructive. A big thanks to my buddy Jay Lately for providing the music and the sponsorship of the Onward podcast. Jay Lately is a hip-hop artist out of Oakland who dedicates his time to enriching the lives of youth in Oakland and around the states through his music, through his words, and through his poetry. Interested in sponsoring the podcast yourself? Get at me. Dweinsveg at gmail.com. That's D-W-E-I-N-Z-V-E-G. And last but certainly not least, a huge thanks to all my listeners, all my followers, and all my supporters. Make sure to subscribe to Onward at soundcloud.com backslash Onward. Find us at the iTunes podcast store or Anchor FM. And if you would be so kind as to leave a review, a little words, a few stars go a long way. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Onward. Until next time, onward and upward.